who is an entrepreneur. So now, we break forth through innovation. Amen. Amen. Now, the last thing I'm going to share, and then we'll be ending with that, is breaking forth through entrepreneurship. Amen. Breaking forth through entrepreneurship. So, who is an entrepreneur? Number one, an entrepreneur is a person who has possession of an enterprise or a venture. Number two, an entrepreneur is an ambitious leader who combines land, labor, and capital, amen, to create new goods, okay? Number three, an entrepreneur is one who undertakes an enterprise, especially a contractor. Number five, an entrepreneur is someone who handles often difficult and tricky situations, which usually result in many new ventures failing. Amen. Have you got that? Is it too fast? You have to innovate in your writing. That is where shorthand was invented. An entrepreneur is a person who has possession of an enterprise. It's someone who assumes deep, significant accountability for inherent risks and the outcome. That's an entrepreneur. You assume responsibility for the risks and the outcome. So that's what become who you can become. You are assuming the responsibility for the risk. The risks of, eh, of doing what? The risk of becoming a missionary to New Tafu. And then the outcome also, you benefit from the outcome. You assume responsibility for the outcome. What do you think? Yeah. Should I benefit from the outcome of Lighthouse Chapel? Yeah. The, the risk of leaving my medical profession and leaving my job and leaving whatever and leaving whatever and then the outcome of it are all on the shoulders of the entrepreneur. What do you think? The next one, an entrepreneur is someone who handles difficult and tricky situations which usually result in many new ventures failing. Number six, an entrepreneur is often synonymous with a founder. The word entrepreneur is often synonymous with founder. You see, you, you have to rise up and become founders. Isn't it? Are you ready to become founders? Wow. An entrepreneur is someone who creates value by carving out a niche in the market that may not exist currently. An entrepreneur is someone who identifies a market opportunity and exploits it.
And number nine, an entrepreneur is someone who is willing to accept a high level of personal, professional, or financial risk in order to pursue opportunity. Ten benefits of being an entrepreneur. Number one, when you are an entrepreneur, these are the benefits of being an entrepreneur. Number one, you are in control. Receive it and be in control in Jesus' name. Amen. How many are glad that when you are an entrepreneur, you are in control? Yeah. When you are not an entrepreneur, you are not in control. But when you are an entrepreneur, you are in control. Number two, work becomes fun when you are an entrepreneur. The work you are doing becomes interesting. Amen. It becomes fun. You do not seek leave, holidays. Because you are an entrepreneur. The work is the holiday. The work is exciting. The work continues. Every day, you are being paid to have fun. So the second and very important point about why you must become an entrepreneur, see opportunities and use them, is because work becomes what? Fun. Number three, freedom from boredom. The misery of the working class. Because the working class are busy, generating wealth for others, the only thing they crave every day is rest. (laughs) Do you understand what I'm saying? Because the working class are creating wealth for the other level of society, the only thing the working class constantly craves is what? Rest, holiday, leave. But when you are an entrepreneur, you'll be free from boredom. Amen. When you become an entrepreneur, number four, you have better relations with other people. Why? Why do you have better relations? Because an entrepreneur is very busy. He will have very little time for others. Because of this, he will not become over familiar with others, which is the root cause for finding faults in others, resulting in mischievous gossip. He will have only contact with people of his own caliber. And usually, this kind of friendship lasts for life. Isn't it not amazing? I mean, this is secular wisdom. I'll say it again. <laughs> Isn't it not amazing? Being the misery of the working class is that this. Because you are always generating wealth for others. The only thing that the working class craves for is rest. Why would you not want to be an entrepreneur and seize opportunities to create and build and be in control? Now, you have better relations with other people. I'm reading, you, can write, you can write it down. It's very interesting. Because an entrepreneur is very busy,
he will have little time for others. Because of this, he will not become over familiar with others. Which is the root cause for what? For finding fault in others. Resulting in mischievous gossip. You know when you become close to people, you can find fault in them. Isn't it? Yeah. But when you're an entrepreneur, you don't have time to just become familiar with a whole lot of people. You are too busy for that. What happens is that, look, I'm continuing. He will have only time, contact, contact with what? With people of his own caliber. And usually, this kind of friendship lasts for life. Do you know who invented granite paste? It was called George Washington Carver. Number five. When you are an entrepreneur, Advantages, what am I sharing with you? The benefits. Benefits, the next benefit is self-confidence. Because an entrepreneur trusts in himself, it unlocks the giant that is present within himself. This leads to success, which leads to more success, which leads to more success, which instills greater faith in himself and greater self-confidence. Pastor Richard, come and tell us how to innovate. Ask anybody who can bring up an innovational idea. Two seconds you have. I was thinking when we were talking to the man from um, the Volta region yeah. that he could do fish farming because I yeah. think that it's a very not so engaging but very interesting and profitable thing to do because I've been on some fish farms myself okay. to, to look around and I have a friend who is a, a lecturer but he has a fish farm 
any ideas of some practical steps he can take towards that? He has to go and uh, buy the fish, mm -hmm. and then he needs some land. <laughs> <laughs> he needs some land. Then he has to create something like a dam and pour the water in. And he told me that his fish farm gives him more money than his salary, than his income. Okay. That's what he said to me as a lecturer. And uh, he told me that's more profitable than electric. And he, I mean, because he can combine it easily with the electric, I realize that it's something you can easily do. Easily do. Yeah. And still be a pastor. And still be a pastor. So, brother, fish farming. Yeah. Uh, maybe for the, the farming, the fish farming to, to mm. make it cheaper, you also buy chicken and rear chicken. And then um, put the, 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 the chicken cage on top of the dam and as they as they release the fish will be eaten so cost effective to, you don't have to buy food for the fish okay i think that's a great idea lady pastor irene Reverend, please i was thinking that i think he said that there's a lot of cassava in the volta region and um, other than making fufu with it, we can also perhaps think of doing gari as a, a factory, gari processing something. You should set up a gari factory. Why not? Employ people to make the gari. He will then bag it, export it. He could easily have a powerful <laughs> gari exporting factory there. Really? Cassava dough. I think he can also make cassava dough and um, cassava dough and all the other byproducts of cassava. Okay, yeah, the brother next to you. People have become innovative. But I think I'll need your mind here so that it looks as though we are chatting on other th about other things, so if you don't mind. Yeah, Rev, I, 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 I want to say something that I, I did when I went to Zebila. Say it. They are doing well, so. <laughs> When I went to Zebila, I went to Navrongo to plant church, and from Navrongo, Reverend took me to Zebila, my own territory, where I come from. So I decided that, no, so far I've come from this place, and I'm a farmer. I was a separate boy. I was a farmer before I came to Tema. So let me see what I can do. That was last year when non-dependency came. So I spoke to Reverend that I need some money to go into farming, and he spoke to Bishop Saki. He gave me a um, hundred Ghana city to go into farming. And I can sit up almost like a year now. I don't care even if I don't have salary. Because this year I had had about five bags of rice, four bags of corn, two bags of granules. Yesterday, my veterinary officer was talking to me on the phone about my animals and you give me a bill of how much you want to treat goats and all that. And I think, I, I think two months old babies of goats were giving me um, males are four and I have five females. That's when to treat only children. And <laughs> babies goats. <laughs> I, I. Mercy. 
I, I spoke to I spoke to Bishop Saki and Pastor Kwesi Ravenstam and Alex about a okay, Bishop cows. Saki said he would, because you've done very well, he'll give you 200 Ghana cities before you go back. What do we say to Bishop Saki? And the last one. <laughs> the rich are not afraid. <laughs> Guess um, two months ago, I decided that we should get electricity to our building, our church meeting mm. place. And we don't have money. I don't know how to raise funds. So I told my church members that we are all farmers. Go and sell your goods, sell your uh, fowl, sell your rice. We are going to get lies. It cost us about 760 Ghana City wow. to get the lies there. And we raised the money by ourselves. So I spoke to the and I said, if you can do it. And we bought Two little poles, board wires, a good contractor. We got lights to the place. Wow. It's working. Okay. This, this year, I guess, told my church members that we are all going to become rich. There's one farmer, a chief farmer that I copy. He has become, he, I think 1998, he was the national best farmer, Baba, okay. from my village. So we, I said, let's copy him. We will also become rich here. Yes. And Emulation. this year, when Francis came, from looking at my tide records, and they were bringing ties of bowl of granules, rice, this, this. And he brought an idea. I said, okay, I, th I think it's, it's the right idea that uh, maybe... Next year to come, we will be bringing rice, tied up rice and maize here to give it to the orphanage so that we can oh. get money. <laughs> wow. We can get money to build our church. It's powerful. What do we say to Pastor Samuel? Someone lift up their hand. Pastor Paul wants to say something. This is to our brother in the, the Volta region. I met a lady uh, in Amsterdam. And she... They're sharing their experience, what they could be. Fish farming. Okay, so the next step, reason why benefit of innovation is giving back to society. Many lives are touched and changed for the better. Listen, all of you who have talked about synergy working together, copying fully, without gaps. 
I hope all of you, those of you especially who are country missions, are taking this thing seriously to develop yourself to have this thing from this meeting. Do you understand? So if you are not into that, or you want to do that, you must do it properly. So if there are any questions you need to ask before we leave the camp, because we are ending the next few minutes, if there are any questions you need to ask or clarifications, whilst we are all here, you need to clarify those issues. But honestly, your mission doesn't stand much chance of success. Do you understand? With that sort of old systems that don't work really. And, and you need to copy the little gaps as well. Because that's actually preventing you from succeeding when you have the big gaps. The big ones done. Okay? Free from wants. Freedom from wants. A passionate entrepreneur will not have the desire for anything material because he has so little time for frivolities. Because he is completely immersed in his work, he is satisfied with whatever physical comforts he already has. Number eight. Being original and true to oneself. Entrepreneurs are a rare breed. They do exactly what they want and say precisely what they believe. You may criticize them, show them their defects or mock at them. But one thing you cannot do is to influence them. They are not split in their minds. They think their own thoughts and live their own lives. Most people do things to please others. They do not have any thoughts of their own. Instead, they live the lives that others dream up for them. They want to please their children or friends or their parents and sincerely do what is expected of them. They live double lives all the time, doing things they don't want to do, talking stuff they don't believe in, just so as to fall in line with others. Entrepreneurs, however, are a rare breed. They do exactly what they want and say precisely what they believe in. You may criticize them. You may show them their defects. You may mock at them. But the one thing you cannot do is to influence them. Entrepreneurs are whole-souled beings who think their own thoughts and live their own lives. Number nine. Entrepreneurs enjoy time out. Time out. That is break time, half time, in between time. An entrepreneur will in all likelihood enjoy every second of the time 
they spend outside of work. Events like movies, trekking, or simple chatting with friends become very special because of the little time they get. They understand that they might not get an opportunity for indulging in these activities so frequently. And so they enjoy every moment of it. (laughs) Forgive. And the last benefit of being an innovator. The exhilaration of success. Very few get to experience. Did you get the last point, the point before? Or you couldn't write it? You wrote what you wanted to write. You innovatively wrote it. Very few get to experience the sweet taste of success. An entrepreneur acts the challenges, works hard to overcome them, and when victory results, he savors the moment. When he fails in the beginning, he does not lower his head, nor does he give up because he believes that it is not the critic who counts, nor the man who points how the strong man stumbled, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, and spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows the triumph of achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls, who know neither victory nor defeat. An entrepreneur is, by his very innate constitution, poised only for success. Seven personal qualities common in successful entrepreneurs. Number one, Motivation to achieve. In almost every case, successful entrepreneurs are individuals who are highly motivated to achieve. How many want to have those qualities? Entrepreneurs tend to be doers, people who make things happen. They are often very competitive. Many researchers have concluded that the most consistent trait found in successful entrepreneurs 
is the sheer will to win. The need to achieve in everything they do. They don't want to come third. They don't want to come second. They want to come in first. Number two, the second quality of a successful entrepreneur is the habit of hard work. This is what has been found. It's not what somebody is teaching. Starting a company is hard work. Starting a church is hard work. Amen. Let starting a company is hard work. Let no one kid you about that. Some time ago, a student reported that one of his professors said that unless you are prepared to work hard, you should not start a company. He asked my opinion and I said the statement was nonsense. I think the correct way to say it is that unless you already work hard, you should not start a company. <laughs> Did you get the difference? You're already working hard. You should never try and start a company. Quotation. How many are ready to write this quotation down? It's a quotation published by Holt, Reinhardt, and Wilson. Carter Henderson. Quotes Nolan Bushnell, founder of Atari Game Company and Pizza Time Theater. I'm going to give you the quotation, but I'm giving you the background. From a book published by Holt, Reinhardt and Wilson, Carter Henderson quotes Nolan Bushnell in that book. Nolan Bushner, the founder of Atari Game Company and Pizza Time Theater. This is the quotation. Hmm? Hey. It all comes down to one critical ingredient. And the quotation starts getting off your ass and doing something. This is the quotation. <laughs> Getting off your ass and doing something. That's why I gave you a lot of references so that you know where it is coming from. Reinhardt, Bushnell, Wilson, and all these in their famous quotation about being an entrepreneur is what? Getting off your ass and doing something. Hey! You see, when we are being rebuked, it sounds some way, but it is true. Number three, nonconformity. Entrepreneurs tend to be independent souls, unhappy when forced to conform. Or to the line. 
There are people who find it difficult to work for others. Who want to set their own goals. It is hard to imagine someone who is more non-conformist than the founders of Apple Computer or Bill Gates, founder of Microsoft. Number four, strong leadership. Starting a new company, strong leadership is the next characteristic, personal quality, successful uh, entrepreneurs. You see, leadership keeps coming up. Number five, common sense. Common sense. Instinct. Good judgment. They always seem to make the right moves. Call it whatever you want. Successful entrepreneurs seem to have intuitive good judgment when making complex business decisions. Number six. They do not gamble. Almost without exception, people who start companies are not gamblers. They are attracted to situations where success is determined by personal skill rather than chance. You see, they are not gamblers. Amen. All right? Number seven, they do not take personal, they do not take excessive risks. They do not take excessive risks. Contrary to popular opinion, entrepreneurs do not take excessive risks. Five things that are irrelevant to entrepreneurs. Number one, age. This simply does not matter anymore. In the 1950s and 60s, the large majority of people that were starting companies were in their 30s and 40s. But in the 80s, Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak were both in their early 20s when they started Apple Macintosh computers. On the other extreme, Mr. Ray Kroc was 59 years old when he started McDonald's restaurant chain. So age is irrelevant to an entrepreneur. Whether you are this age, that age, whatever, it's not too late, not too early, not too old to begin and to take advantage of the opportunity. Wow. Are you learning something powerful? I don't know if you are learning. Sex. Here again, it's irrelevant to an entrepreneur, whether you are a man or a woman. Can you do it? You can do it. Then do it. 
whether you are a man, woman, or hermaphrodite. Some time ago, until recently, it was considered that male dominance in the business world was normal. This is no longer true. More businesses are now being started by women than by men. There are many women who have started successful businesses, not gift shops and snack bars, but building, contracting, bicycle manufacturing, printing, software, real estate agencies, newspaper publishing, market research, law firms, accounting firms, and so on, by women. So age does not matter to an entrepreneur. Sex. Number three, marital status. This is almost, but not quite, irrelevant. Marriage and children affect entrepreneurship. But after that, it's okay. Number four, educational level is irrelevant. Knowledge and skill are very important. How? So that's why many of us cannot be important. <laughs> so, you may have knowledge and skill, but not from the university. So it's very important to have the knowledge and the skill. But maybe you didn't go to that university. Or you didn't learn it in that school. But you found, you still got the knowledge and the skill. So educational level have been also found to be irrelevant as far as being a good entrepreneur. My father-in-law is a good example of that. He didn't go to school much. But he was a very successful business, employing a lot of white people in his heydays. Too many college degrees may be a handicap rather than an asset. One researcher suggested recently that one of the biggest handicaps you can have when you are starting a business is a PhD. For example, Bill Gates, the founder of Microsoft, the largest software company, quit Harvard. He quit Harvard University after his sophomore year. What's that? Second year. Sophomore is what? Sophomore. You say sophomore. Sophomore. Okay. Sophomore. Sophomore. Bill Gates stopped his university after his sophomore. Sophomore. Okay. And that is what? Which year? And first year is called what? Freshmanship. Freshman. And second year is called what? And third year is called what? 
Okay. So Bill Gates, he left Harvard University after his second year. He didn't finish the school. And he has become the richest man in the world. I have found now, I have more difficulty working with people with knowledge. The most difficult people in my organizations are people with technical knowledge. They are the most difficult people that I have to work. I constantly have to clean out my system of people who know a lot and bring children to come and learn. All my advances in television have been through children and people who don't know anything. As soon as they get to know, they develop. They themselves will say, you get a disease of knowing too much. Yeah. So it's very sad that sometimes too much knowledge rather makes you useless. And then the last things that are irrelevant are intelligence. People with below average intelligence should not probably start a business. But it is not necessary to be a genius. Do you understand? You don't have to be very intelligent and very bright to start a business. Do you understand? But you shouldn't be below average. You should have just normal intelligence. But if you are stupid, I don't think you should start a business. If you are daft, perhaps you should not start a church as well. Amen. Are you ready with the communion? Bring it. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the blessing of your word. Give us grace to do what we have to do. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Right. I believe that we have had a good session. And, um, no, no, hold on, hold on. And, um, I pray that all that we have learnt will be learnt. If you remember, one of the difficulties of the monkeys is the, the what? The ability to be taught. Yeah. And so you find out that many times there are seminars being held in Ghana. And you, you hear the Gator Institute organized a seminar sponsored by UNDP seminar, FAO seminar, World Bank seminar, this and that. They will share papers, lectures, Kwame Nkrumah lectures. Buzia lectures, these lectures, University of Ghana, end of year something, this and that and that. You understand? But in the end, what happens? Nothing changes and nothing develops. Isn't it? All right. So we want to just share some communion and then we will... Um, Pray, amen. I've told you that I will not lay hands on you. Yeah? The laying on of hands that has been done is the 
what do you call it? The sharing. Wow, this bread is very big. Oh. Are we going to eat all? We can? Okay. Let's pray. Father, what a blessing it is to come before your table. What an honor. Thank you for the, your body that you broke and your blood that you shed for us on the cross of Calvary that we could have, Lord, an opportunity to come also to the cross and take up our own cross and follow you. We are thankful, Father, for the great blessing of the cross of Jesus, of the blood of Jesus, of your mercies, and of your kindness that you share with us. Father, may we always obey you and serve you. We love you. Forgive us for our sins shortcomings our mistakes especially our pride we confess it we ask for cleansing for mercy in the name of Jesus we confess unknown sins that we are not yet conscious of we confess the sins that we know about that we refuse to acknowledge. We confess the ones that we know that we don't want to say. We confess our errors before you. We pray for cleansing and healing in our souls and the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you for the new anointing that is released upon our lives. In this camp, walk in the newness of this calling. For many of us, oh Lord, our calling up till now is too small. But from today, it shall be increased greatly. And our calling shall be to the nations. It shall be greater than we ever imagined. We pray for preservation. We pray for grace pray for your help. Keep us, O Lord, upon this path, the narrow path of righteousness. Father, there are many deceptions, dark corners, snares and traps upon the way. We pray that you will save us, save your anointed from being deceived by snares, wickedness, traps, lies, devils, demons, and every wicked creature that lifted itself up against us. Father, we are marching forward through the blood of Jesus that makes a way for unworthy people like us. Through the blood of Jesus, through the sacrifice of the cross, the broken body of our Savior. Thank you, Lord. As we come before the table, 
to partake of your holy body broken on Calvary. We declare that we believe that 2,000 years ago, a virgin conceived of the Holy Ghost gave birth to a son. That son was the son of God. He came to take away the sins of the world. The prince of peace. Counselor. God with us. Emmanuel. My God. We submit ourselves to this savior. We submit ourselves to this redeemer. We submit ourselves to this great power. The living God. God amongst us who was broken on a tree in weakness for us all. Cleanse our souls. Cleanse our minds. Cleanse the depth of our hearts. That we may be pure in heart before thee. That we may also see God. For blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Let me be pure in my heart, I pray. Father, give you thanks and we honor you with our very lives not knowing how to say thank you and not knowing what exactly to say we choose to give our lives as an offering also to you to say thank you for your mercy and your kindness for saving us and calling us to this great honor Thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Son. Brothers, sisters, we are one, and our lives have just begun. In the Spirit, we are young. Forever, sons of God, there is only one. Gather around the table of the Lord, eat his body, drink his blood, and we'll sing the song of love. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Brothers, and our lives have just begun in the spirits we are young and will live forever sons of god there is only one gather around the table of the lord eat his body drink his blood and
around the bread and the uh, wine. When we, when we finish, no one should pass the cup. I will just hold your empty cup. Don't arrange anything. Don't move around. Don't usher. Just stay there and I will tell you when the service is over. As soon as you move, you disrupt the service which is not yet over. I hope it's clear. So please, can, can we have share the what do you call it? Yeah. And then share the bread as well. I think I better take a piece. Just get, take your bread and hold it. Take the wine and hold it and we are going to pray over it.
house of God, there is only one gather around the table of the Lord. Eat his body, drink his blood, and sing a song of love. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Brothers, sisters, we everything, eat everything that we pray over. So give out more. Yeah, just give out more. Just hold it. We're going to pray over. Who does not have wine down there? We have to eat all the bread. So just take as much everybody. We cannot leave anything. Once we pray over it, it's the body of Christ and it's the blood of Jesus. We cannot throw it away. We have to receive it. Amen. Otherwise, I don't think we believe what we are doing. Amen. we stand on our feet let us pray heavenly father we sanctify this bread this wine as we come before you we believe that is the body and the blood of jesus christ and we thank you lord for your great blessing as we receive this in jesus name amen
Lord Jesus in the night that he was betrayed he took bread and he broke it and he said take it this is my body which is broken for you may the broken body of Jesus Christ release the healing power of God into into your lives into our lives may everything that Christ suffered for was beaten for and bled for may it happen to us may the blessings of the Lord that come through the cross of Jesus Christ be our portion in the name of Jesus Amen the body of our Lord Jesus same manner he took the cup and he said this blood is this is my blood in the new testament which is shed for the remission of the sins of many father as we lift up these cups may the blood of jesus answer for us at the gates of eternity may this blood defend us when the enemy comes take our souls and our lives may the blood speak better things than that of Abel when the enemy sees this blood which we receive today may he pass over and not be able to attack us we receive strength, protection we receive your healing we receive life we receive forgiveness we receive your mercies receive your unity through this blood that was shed for all of us the blood that unites us we thank you for this great blessing in the name of Jesus Amen the blood of Jesus Christ On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sin. 
to me, O islands, and pay attention, you people from afar. I'm reading a prophecy that Isaiah prophesied about his own calling. And that is a prophecy for the Lord, from the Lord, for you today. The Lord called me from the womb, from the body of my mother, he named me. He has made my mouth like a sharp sword. May your mouth from today be a sharper sword than any sharp thing that you have that has ever pricked you in your life. In the shadow of his hand, he has concealed me. May you be covered by the shadow of the Lord's power. He has also made me a select arrow and he has hidden me in his quiver. 
you are a specially selected arrow of the Lord for a particular person and a particular enemy that you in particular will destroy that's why he said that he has made you a select arrow every one of us has there is a particular thing that you are around to kill there is a particular thing that you are around to destroy there is a particular area that God has called you to finish off the enemy in Jesus name he has also made me a select arrow and he has hidden me in his quiver hey many of us have been hidden you are hidden weapons secret weapons of the Lord that he's going to use he said to me you are my servant Israel in whom I will show my glory but I said listen to what he said I have toiled in vain I have spent my strength for nothing and vanity yet surely the justice due to me is with the Lord and my reward is with my God many of you have said I have toiled in vain I have spent my strength for nothing but the Lord sent me to tell you today that your reward is with him the reward for your labor is in the hand of God the Bible says God does not forget man forgets people forget people forget even between yesterday and today even within one hour people can forget the kindness that you show to them they forget it but God does not forget and God says to you today your reward is with him and now says the Lord who formed me from the womb to be his servant to bring Jacob back to him to win souls so that Israel might be gathered to him so that the souls of men will be gathered the house of God will be built for I am honored in the sight of the Lord and God is my strength he says it is too small a thing that you should be my servants to raise up just the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved ones of Israel God is saying something today about your calling that that call that he called you he now he has realized that it's a small it was a small calling that he gave you now I will also make you a light of the nations not only will you deal with Jacob not only will you deal with this house I will also make you a light of the nations so that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth may you now become a light to the nations of the world may God lift you up originally what he called you for receive a now a higher and a greater calling that will make you a light to the nations of the world thus saith the Lord the redeemer of Israel and his holy one thus saith the Lord to the despised one to the one abhorred by the nation to the servant of rulers kings will see and arise princes also will bow down before you because of the Lord who is faithful the holy one of Israel who has chosen you 
may the choosing of the lord manifest itself into the prophetic destiny that he has called you to that saith the lord in a favorable time i have answered you and in the day of salvation i have helped you and i will keep you and give you for a covenant to restore the land and to make them inherit their desolate heritages saying to those who are bound go forth and to those who are in darkness show yourselves along the road they will be fed they will not hunger or thirst nor will the scorching heat of sun strike them down he who has compassion on them will lead them i will make all my mountains a road and my highways will be raised up behold these will come from afar i see them coming from afar and lord these will come from the north and from the west and from the land of sinim shout for joy O heavens and rejoice O earth hallelujah For joy, O heavens, and rejoice, O earth. Break forth into joyful shoutings, O mountains. Hallelujah! 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 Break forth. Break forth. Break forth. I command you to break forth. I command you to break forth. For the Lord has comforted his people. And he will have compassion on his afflicted. May the compassion and the comforting of the Lord be your portion. May he lift you up. Whether or not you understand seven steps to entrepreneurship or 18 ways to innovation or strategies of economic riches, may the compassion and the comforting of Jehovah and the Spirit of the Lord lift you up to break forth into all that God has destined for you, for your church, for your family, for your personal life for your future may you break forth begin to break forth into joyful shoutings of the lord for the lord has done it and he will surely bring it to pass give the lord a shout and a clap of praise give the lord a shout a shout Red for, red for, red for. 
said, in the end, I broke forth. I was able to break forth and become who I could have become. I broke forth. When you read the last end of the story, you will see that I broke forth. Break forth into shoutings. Shout and jump that, that we've ever done. That. Are you ready for that? The last one, and we close. One, two, three. Come on, give it a shout. Hallelujah. Now, take out your offering, your final offering. Tonight. Everybody should give an offering this time. If you don't have money, beg your neighbor for money. Because that's our last offering. Amen. Hey, hey, chief. Get this, this disposable caps. Are you going to sell them or what? Just leave them. Eh? All right. 
Everybody take an offering, please. Take an, everyone should take an offering. Everybody should take out an offering. It's a shouting offering. It's a breakfast offering. Listen, this offering you have in your hand is to break you forth. I say it will break you forth. If you are believing God to have a land, you have a land in your town. You build a church in your city. You build your mission house. Do you believe it? You are breaking forth financially. You are breaking forth spiritually. You are breaking forth. No limits. I said no limits. I see increase. I see increase all around you. No limits. Break forth. 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 Hallelujah. Do you have an offering? Lift your offering up. Lift it up. Everybody. Lift up 20 Ghana, 10 Ghana, 5 Ghana. Lift it up in your hands. And let's say seven times. I'm breaking for seven times. Number one. Number two. Number three. Number four. Number five. Number six. Number seven. In the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, I shall receive the offerings.